this, you say this in Montreal, so I don't have to beat myself in the head because I don't recognize <laughs> the bus line or the right. uh, where it parks. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't. I, God Bruce damn it. Nutter, that's his name. Bruce Nutter in the film. Nutter. That name's a little contrived. So they're following him to see where he lives, and then they're going to fuck with him. Looks like he lives in the Mexican part of town. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that real graffiti, or did they spray it up for the movie? Yeah, good question. Uh, you also, tell me. But if this is a real house, that's kind of sucky for them to do that. Is this an abandoned building? Is this a movie nope, lot? This is, this is a poor apartment building, apparently. Yeah, and but was, when they when they shot the funny farm, was it a real building? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The internet, uh, there was an IMDb entry which almost didn't say anything about the film. So, uh, you know, I, I usually get my main information from Wikipedia, fill in the blanks with that trivia section from IMDb, and right. then begin scouring the internet for the real interesting stuff. There right. was none of that with this film. I found out all about the actors. I found out all about how it's Canadian. Okay. But it's killing me. There must be like so many comedians from Los Angeles who's been around for 40 years. They talk about it. They do podcasts. They do live streams. You can mm -hmm. hear their history. So I'm just surprised no one's really discovered this or talked about this. Maybe He's got a because gun. Because it was Canada? Yeah. Well, I don't remember seeing it in 83. I remember E.T. Uh-huh. <laughs> now... He goes, you can you punks invade my privacy? You get you get out of here. And yeah. he's gonna get really upset. Oh really. no, no, I take it back. Look, they did they did some work on this movie. The director had these people on cue. Will you shut up? <laughs> okay, I want he's you to stand in this gun. lady's apartment, and then when I say when I call you, pick up the pretend you hear them outside. Oh, look at this. He's already he made it off that one set. Now, he is now, since he's wall. been invited up there to perform, he's going to be, you know, he's one of the regular comedians now at the Funny Farm. Things are moving quick for this guy because it's really a movie. Quick. But uh, this is all within the year. He moved in. Now he's on the phone with the TV studio going, did you make a decision about my pilot yet? Now, was this because... Of that set he did was so well there was there was someone in the yeah, audience right there was that there right there was a talent scout and they they he's auditioned now for a pilot this just isn't the way the world works as a guy who's made a pilot nobody was interested in it and then is now in the middle of making a second pilot I assure you America now I know this was a different time but I... still you don't just walk off the street and get offered a pilot. Let's let's put it this way, okay? Uh, maybe the writer and a director is so fucking bitter that in his movie, you know, the fucking young handsome guy immediately gets a pilot, right? Just you know, to vicariously, just for the sake of the story and just for his bitterness. Now he's at Sammy's house and he sees Sammy with the picture of Philly Beekman. What's going on? Then he finds out it's my it's dad. My dad. Oh, why don't you go on stage? Be Billy Beekman's son. This guy, he plays all around the room, and he's Billy Beekman's son. Give it up for Billy Beekman Jr. Right. I mean, Tony. Tony Beekman. Sorry. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. There's some, uh, I guess, uh, Buddy Hackett's 
son was a comedian. Uh, I don't know. Jackie Mason's daughter, and it's illegitimate, she changed her name to Mason. She's Sheba Mason, just so you know. She, yeah. She's the daughter. There is also um, – Kelly. Who Kelly uh, – um, um, Living in a van down by the river. Oh, his brother, Kevin. His brother is yeah. – yeah. And and they look similar, you know. They're okay. So because Sammy's dad is uh, Philly Beekman, he's arranged for these guys to get to go there for free to Vegas. So they're flying. I don't know if they paid for uh, the from plane. what are they going from Montreal to Toronto now. They're going from Los Angeles to <laughs> Vegas. To, oh, it's smiling. Got a clown face, clown. Oh yeah, look. This looks kind of like. Montreal's version of Las Vegas? No, they're in Vegas. Oh, Piazzador is in Las Vegas, Carl. I so, did you think of that movie, Fake Out? Fake Out, Fake Out. There's yeah. Don Rickles. Oh, and he was, mooned him. Um, where it's at. We saw Don Rickles. Yeah, in, in Vegas. Las Vegas as well. I and believe you, that this has got to be really Vegas. I mean, they're not going to do the fake set. No, and they actually paid to get like this funny name up on the sand. Yep. A marquee. Yeah, yep. that's great. This guy, Philly Beekman, his name is Jack Carter. and he was Oh, Jack a- Carter. Yeah. So he was like in the vein of Milton Berle. Um, uh, yes, we should. Let's see I if we can. I enjoy his act. You want to listen? I yeah, I do. Funny. So this has to be his act. He's not doing a character's act. It's probably Jack Carter's bit act, right? Goes, this band is one of the greatest bands of our day. But I don't know. At night, they kind of suck. Here he is. Jack Carter, hey, 1983. Yeah, long distinguished career. He died at 93 in Los Angeles, and like five years ago, six years ago, yeah. I remember that. Let's see here. 93rd birthday, 2015. He's killing. Because of his jacket. Because of his jacket. Oh, look, even how he's just that, two, three, four. So, you know, this is interesting, Carl, because unlike I'm dying up here with Jim Carrey, right. this is contemporary comedy looking at their uh, at, at their their elders, I guess, yes. whatever the old comics are, uh, and they're commenting. So it's young comedians. They feel young comedians talking to the Vegas act. Right. And then we're going to see that in his hotel room after. Now, this guy was for real. He was on the, the Cavalcade of Stars, and he got his own NBC show called The Jack Carter Show. Um, he hosted uh, – there was, there was a – there was something called the half-hour Saturday night programming slot, and, and – <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. He did a show right after Sid Caesar – Carl Reiner was on it. Um, he was friends with Sid Caesar. His, he gave the eulogy at his funeral. He was a frequent guest on Ed Sullivan. You know, one thing I have to say, I, I looked up Jack Carter, and there was like a video of Howie Mandel talking about him. Uh-huh. Like bold, bold Howie. Yeah, this is, this is curly-haired Howie. Now, Sammy, his son, didn't even come. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what's going to happen is he's going to, the thing's going to start off with like, hey, young comedians trying to pick my brains. Welcome, welcome. But then he's going to start doing some racist stuff uh, with his, uh, I don't know, this, he's got this guy here with the, the bow yeah, tie. With the bow tie. And he's been with him for 20 years or something. And basically he starts shitting on him. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean. And the room flips and they're against Jack Carter. The Carter's no George Clooney, is what you're saying. That's right. I don't know what a, to be a George Clooney is. You got your friends. You know, your friends, you, you've been there for your whole life. You know, like my friend, he gave me money for my headshot back in 82. Oh, he kissed a black man's head. Uh, yeah, look, there's Miles. He's not digging it at all. Yeah, he's not, like not digging it. And um, yeah, so things will turn sour. He'll start pontificating about uh you know you young kids i mean you didn't pay your dues i cut my teeth on shitty rooms and everything and then they'll say like well when's the last time you saw a new comedian as if i don't know it's, it's <laughs> a fake thing like no it's not true why don't we substitute young comedians with zoom comedians and old school comedians with like comedians who did it in real life who had a you know you guys but why would why would a Kevin Hart, a Chris Rock, come on down to Scotty's and check out new comedians? You know what I mean? Like, why would they? Because it's it's a vibrant. No, that's. I think they have a solid argument. You okay. get yourself kind of stuck in a rut, and you don't realize there's been generations and generations of new comedians, and that things are different from the way you, the foundation is slightly different. It's different. Oh, look at this! Yeah, he's giving right now. He's drinks. going. Come on. I I, my drink is empty here, and he's insulting him, and he's doing ethnic racist slurs. And he goes, what was that, too smart for the room? Which I thought was a funny line. Wow, it's getting awkward now. Now it's turned sour. Now we got whiskey salt. sour. Yeah. Now it's going to flip, and he's going to start getting mad at him. You young punks, you don't know what? anything. You don't respect anything. And Jack, Jack Carter's a bit of a hothead, wasn't he? In real life, I'm not sure. Um, I kind of I, I, I read about him was positive. Yeah, I know he's, a, he's an interesting comedian. I, I have to, you know what? I'm gonna go take watch him on YouTube. I'm gonna see if I can find like a, a 20 minute set or something. Well, there was one bad thing. He was in that horror film Alligator in 1980, which which was <laughs> I don't know why he would do that, but well, I know weird blemish on his on his. Well, he's been on like Ed Sullivan, like he's probably t uh, for dozens of times. He's yeah. he was a staple on Sullivan. Yes, more than dozens. I don't know about staple, but he was one of their regular go-to guys. You want to make an audience laugh? We've got a hole. Get know. Carter. And you young comedians, you're snorting coke with Robin Williams. I don't even <laughs> know what snorting coke with Robin Williams means. <laughs> hey, man. When's the last time you checked out our act? Well, why would he? But okay. No, this this is an interesting yeah, moment. It's like road comics and like locals and you know comics pitting each other against each other. You know, it's comedy. It's a good point. They came to watch his show. Also, who as a comedian who fucking watches shows, right? Who watches shows? Well, I mean, I like. Do you go out and see like a show? You're like, oh, Brian Regan's in town. I'm going to go see him. Oh, I know what you're saying. Uh, 
I guess the honest answer has to be no, but I'm always like, I'm going to go. Like, right. for instance, Kevin Hart was at Levity Live doing new material, which is in Palisades Park. Uh, it's 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 Nyack, New York. It's really close. It's like a 350 seat. But I looked at the ticket prices. I was like, forget it. Also, um, Louis C.K. was there after his disgrace. And I was like, right. this would be interesting, but I never went. Um, there's another name you would know, and he was at the uh, Stress Factory in New Brunswick, and the show was called Trying New Stuff. I uh, That's about 250 seats. I was going to go to that. I didn't. You know, so, I mean, this is all pre-pandemic talking, and actually when I had a little more of a drive in, in comedy, but you would go out and you would, you know, at a showcase, I would always watch people because I wanted to see what they were doing. I wanted to mm-hmm. see, and if they were good, you know, like Tom Rhodes, I think is a fucking genius, and mm-hmm. I watched him every time, and because everything he does. Oh, is this the executive? Oh, it's Brandon Tartikoff. Now this NBC. is yeah. No, it's deciding. Brandon Tartikoff. Yeah, three-piece suit. The guy behind the oh oh well, all right. Are they going to go with the young guy, the white guy? Well, who they're does like, are we material? going with the actor or are we going with the comedian? And so they, you know. They have an argument about it. And he's like, well, I like the comedian. I think he's going to be the next big thing. But he's in the room. Like, he yeah. Is that realistic? Yeah, it is. It's That's the way Hollywood works. I mean, it's heightened, I would have to say. The, 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 the uh, writer-director is making a point by having this guy accelerate and while being dissed in the room. He's while like, oh, great. They're going to diss him the moment he walks out of the room. You're great. Smiles all around. Okay, smiles. Brandon Tartikoff. Brandon Tartikoff came up with like Punky Brewster, came up with uh, different strokes. He wore a three piece uh, tan suit with a vest, and he was about that guy's size. So obviously, that's who oh, they're going for. Yeah. I don't know. I get back to watching comics. Uh, I, I mean, I like comedy, and that's why I, I definitely watch it. But, uh, you know, when I would do this room, I would go to rooms that like showcases just to say hi and just to be seen there, but also to see what the comics were like and what they were well, doing. I always learn from that. Yeah. I, I always stay in the room when there's an open mic, people like uh, my good friend, Anthony Quinn. And um, I won't start naming names. I was, about, yeah. but a lot of them, they go up, they do their set and then they like disappear to like smoke pot or bullshit with the other comedians. And I never do. I always stay in the room. You I want to see don't... what everyone's doing. Yeah, but bullshitting with other comedians will get you other sets. And also just kind of, you know, it's networking. There's many, many, many facets to... I'm not saying talk, not, don't I talk over someone's set. I, of course, hang out with the comedians. But I'm just trying to say that watching all of the comedian sets is really of value to you as a comedian and i also just want to laugh i want to see what they're doing what's going on so now he's telling the girlfriend uh i got the pilot you know and it's like his big he's having his up moment so we can see him crash later uh hey guys i'm singing i got a pilot hey no need to diet i already got my pilot <laughs> That's what he's screaming to the other guys. I got a pilot. I got a pilot. Oh, he's that comic. Yeah. Yeah. But well. they're like, what's going on? And then they find out the ugly, ugly, ugly thing that Nutter has killed himself. They went and invaded his privacy, and now Nutter ha- went and killed himself. This will show you. 
Wait a minute. So the, the comedy store wasn't there a suicide? I gotta get my research down. There was someone jumped off a roof or something. A comedian. I don't know that story. Um, you might be right about that. No. Bruce well, Nutter has killed himself. Bruce Nutter, Mike McDonald, not not Michael McDonald from Mad TV or Michael right. McDonald the singer. Right. It's not Mike McDonald. Um, okay, so let's see. This was his first film, The Funny Farm, Mike McDonald. But he was in, um, there was a Jefferson Starship commercial, and he played a comedian that, he was in Screwballs 2. Which we did on the show. Two. We did that on the show. You weren't there. I got, oh, I got a comic okay. I got a comic from uh, uh, the this Mutiny Radio Comedy Fest to join me. Super Dave's Vegas Spectacular. Um, oh, I mean, he was out there. I, yeah. I, you wouldn't know a bunch of his stuff. The Ben, Chasing Robert, The Ripping Fields. I, you wouldn't know a bunch of this stuff, but he had a career, and um, he did. Uh, he died. He It was 2013. He had liver transplant surgery, and his liver failed. It was hepatitis. Wow. Liver uh, transplant. Yeah. So, but still. Wow. He's known for, I don't know, this film called The Nutcracker Prince in 90, Chasing Robert in 2007. He had a career. And he also had bipolar. Okay, so here we are at his funeral. Now, what I don't understand is this guy was dirt poor, but he spent a lot of money to do everything perfectly, and he insisted on an open mic at his funeral. And that's what they're doing right now. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I, I do. You want to know, Mike, at your funeral? I don't think I do. I think this is a movie. Now you saw this movie already, so you know the punchline here. But people watching at home won't know. Well, I should mention what I know is that uh, our sunshine boy was going to perform, and and Brendan Tatterkoff was going to go over to the to the comedy store and watch him, but because of Bruce Nutter's fucking prank, he can't perform. Right? I mean, the, yeah. wasn't the guy supposed to see him tonight? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then this death fucking kibosh is career opportunity. Yes, I don't really care. Yes, that is true. That's what my takeaway was that this asshole, like, and for what? For being a narcissist, for doing, dying and having fake parents. I want to thank the rented parents that are they genius. Are fake. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, you but they announced it. Funny. You don't think this was inventive and creative? Uh, I'm killing time until the reveal. Okay. <laughs> Let's, Was it coming up pretty closely? Spoil everything. Okay? Lou Ferrigno. Bruce Nutter did not kill himself. It's all a big scam. He's going to open his coffin and pop out and go, Don't you ever follow me home again and run away? I think it's funny. You can't wait two seconds to let it happen. <laughs> I Right now, we're having a sad harmonic. Yeah, there's all the, all the comments like, How come I'm going first for Nutter's funeral? Yeah, that's right. I don't Do you hear when you go up a Nutter's funeral? Uh, no. Okay, you're first. Okay, the ghost of Nutter shows now up. Gail's freaking out. Ah! <laughs> don't you assholes ever follow me home again? <laughs> right, and look, Miles is like, you asshole, like you fucking Brandon Tartikoff. Peter Ackroyd's like, I'm going to kill him. He runs by and he goes, wasn't that Nutter? Oh, yeah, that's the parents. The parents are like, does, does this mean we're not getting paid? Oh, boy. And then comedians desecrative graveyard. By now, most all of this film was well-written in, um, in how it flows. Right. This 
next cut is not well done. It doesn't flow at all. All of a sudden, like they, there's no reason for them to be all here in this <gasps> same room. Look at that. Howie Mandel is passing a joint. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he's letting people smoke it, and then he's going to smoke it again? You mean because of COVID? Because of he, he's famously he doesn't shake people's hands. You know that. Oh well, that could have developed. Yeah, he's got a uh, OCD kind of germ phobia thing. Yeah, right. right. Of today, uh, but in this but in this scene, he's smoking a communal joint. Right now, it might be because it's a movie, and it might be because his his paranoia hasn't developed yet. I think as comics, they they were just smoking anyway, so it was kind of second nature. Let's see. Oh. Let's talk about Howie Mandel. Sure. Uh, okay, he is Canadian. He's totally Canadian. Uh, we know him from Deal or No Deal, the the suitcases game show. Right. Um, Bobby's World. There's Canadian and England counterparts, and he's on it too. Um, he got big as a he got little as a comedian, but then he got big on this medical drama called St. Elsewhere, which right. you remember was a primetime show. It was on six years, and he was a doctor on it. Well, you know, fits like a glove. He took a surgical glove, and he blew it up and looked like a little chicken rooster. Yeah. He put it on his head. Put it on and his head. It's so like part that. of it was that he was a prop comic, and he was also that doctor from St. Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So it kind of clicked on that. Like it was like Well, yes, nice... he was the prop comic first. It's true. St. Elsewhere didn't make him. But because of being a prop comic, he got on St. Elsewhere, and so he had six years of exposure to the public. Now, he didn't take that and go on to do a um, huge movie career. Instead, he turned it into like a voiceover career. Well, we should mention that uh, as a bad movie uh, podcast, I mean, a, a good podcast about bad movies he was in Walk Like a Dog, which if it was on yep. YouTube, we'd be watching it, where he's like a human dog. And yes. then he's the monster under the bed or in the closet. This right. movie's like a cult film. I have people swear by this film, and I really enjoy it, too. He's good in it. So he's he's done some real cultish films. Like, this is a cult film, too, I would imagine. But, yeah, he, he well, was a He was the wife. voice in Gremlins, the yeah. voice of Gizmo, and in Gremlins, too. Um, and he was in Tribulation which was a um, one of those Cloud 10 pictures. Remember we saw Cameron, what's his name? Oh, like a born-again Christian type? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I'm not born-again Christian, a religious, a spiritual-based. Cloud faith -based. 10 pictures is faith-based pictures, and he was in Tribulation in 2000. We know him from America's Got Talent. He was on the fifth season. But he did a lot of voiceover work. He did a lot of, uh, you know, the aristocrats and... Bobby's World was his Bobby's own. World. Yeah. He was in Pinocchio and Hansel and Gretel and Tangerine Bear and Jack. Well, the, I, you ever I don't see know, lots of voiceover work. He does. You ever see how we do it? This is how we do it. Hey, we're in a Las Vegas buffet, and unbeknownst to the tourists, we put gold tokens in a set of food. Let's see what happens. This okay, is now, Gail is paranoid about earthquakes. She hates it, right? And right. we find out that she sold some of their um, stand-up routines, and, and it aired in Ohio, so they're pissed. So they're pretending there's an earthquake. It's a pretty good gag. Peter Aykroyd's got them. So now she freaks out and goes, it's a quake! 
It's a quake. So was he fucking comic? Was that the whole? That's the thing. Like a comic was like, I'll I'll seduce her, and then when I'm fucking her, we'll have the audience pretend it's an earthquake. Right. So then she comes out. It's a quake, and then somebody tips her off that it's not. Oh, Maurice did it. She was fucking Maurice. I thought he was a cool guy. That's not cool. Well, Maurice, uh, they are all not cool. They're all in on this. And the only one who feels any pity for Gail is our star, uh, Mark Chaplin. And he's going to get into the car with her and try to, like, calm her down. Now, the owner's freaking out because nobody's inside spending money. Right. So he's trying to send them all back inside. What a weird scene. What a weird club. Mark Champlin is his name in the film. I, I get it mixed up because it's Miles Chapin and Mark Champlin. Anyway, he gets in there and he basically, she's like, get out, get out, leave me alone. <laughs> and he doesn't. And then she like sort of speaks her mind in her heart about how like, why doesn't anybody like me? I, I love them. They give me joy and happiness. I'm all about these comedians. And so we're getting some feelings here. Do you think that's, do you think club owners, comedy club owners really feel this way? I only know one comedy club owner really, really well, and he doesn't feel that way. Everybody kisses this guy's butt. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's so funny. Not since Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams have I seen such an acting combo of comedian and Ellen Burstyn. <laughs> She's you doing a job right now at the, as an actress. She yeah, did. she definitely grounds this movie. Like, she's given a real performance. This is a real person, it feels like. Now, we saw her in My Old Man last year. That's right. Yeah, she pops up in a lot of great stuff. Like, when I see her name, like, I'm watching a movie and she, her name's in there, I'm like, all right, you know, yeah. or a TV show. She's because good. she's good. Now, um... Goldie Hawn movie, what was it? Uh, Private Benjamin. That's how the the country got to know her. Yeah, that um, was a really big film. Yeah. Yeah, it was a memorable memorable scene. She was a uh, Mrs. Peacock in Clue. Right. Um, so look, uh, Mrs. Shore. I mean, uh, Mrs. Uh, Missy, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Farm, Miss Miss Farm. Mrs. Farm. Just feel better. Yeah. Hey, can I get a set Tuesday? I'm going to let you go and just think, but if I could do seven minutes instead of five on tomorrow, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, look, he's got the congratulations telegrams. He's got his headshot. Yeah. Yeah. So this is day one of his pilot. He's already gone out there and done some of it and they didn't like it. They didn't like it. He wasn't good enough. And, and the woman is like, an, I told you so moment. because She suggested the actor. Look, you want an act, you want acting, you hire an actor. So now they're going to let him go. Do they have really? You wow. know this film. He's getting fired right now. Well, they. I know this film. They say, "Hey, we got an actor waiting in the parking lot. He's just he's smoking a Marlboro right now." But just give me the word. I'll give him the eye. He'll come right up. Yeah. There we go. Hey. Oh, look. My character. I think my character would be great if it had more lines. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen. We're off the set. You're fired. Yeah. That's yeah. right. He goes, we're going in a different direction with your character. He goes, fine, no problem. He goes, no, you don't understand. He goes, wait a minute, are you firing me? He goes, I didn't say that. He goes, you are firing me. He goes, well, you said it. Ugh, what a passive-aggressive asshole. The, and he uh, leaves the artist's entrance. So this is Montreal with the artist's entrance? It's is this like pronounced Montreal. 
UBS television. So it's like C Canadian. Yeah. They they moved the C for Canada up and made it a U. Yeah, instead of CBS, it's U. UBS. Why not? You could oh, be. Oh, all right. So oh, yeah. I'm a girlfriend, and he goes, "I blew it." So basically, he's gonna have a crybaby. I quit comedy. Yeah, I know. Second, but then he's gonna start driving home. He's gonna go to some honky tonk and do like five minutes. Everyone's gonna love him. And he's going to turn around and come back, and she's going to be happy. It doesn't. It's a very poorly written end. Well, okay, so I think this is kind of so far so good. This guy drives at the beginning of the year. He drives from Cleveland. He goes to Los Angeles. He's on it. He's on it. He's part of the scene. He, everyone now knows him. He's doing time. He's a regular. Uh, he takes, you know, he, he, gentrify, he gentrifies uh, uh, an act, and then he gets a pilot. Uh, and then they kick him out even the first day of shooting. I think it's fucking this guy, the director, like just being bitter. Oh, he's in the mental ward. Yeah, Nutter. Bruce Nutter went crazy and he's now in the mental ward. And it doesn't make sense. He's going to like say to the girlfriend, Mark is going to say to the girlfriend, like, I don't want to end up like Bruce Nutter. How would he? Look his comic books upside down. He goes, I, I have to be upside down now. That's, that's my favorite line in this movie. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. So, I'm going to use that line. The thing is, why in the world would he end up like Bruce Nutter? It it doesn't make sense in the real world. It it's poorly written. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to really talk Go about comedians, but the, you know, this is not kind of something like this could happen. I don't know about this. Is he doing time? Yes, he. Did you stop watching the film because you knew everything up until I'm the trying earthquake? To, I do. No, okay. I, I know. Where, yeah, no, I'm just trying so to what, move, move our show along. Okay. So what is happening now is every day at this time, he does like 15 minutes and people come in. He's, he's, and so he's saying, it's great to be here at the funny farm. And the joke is, you know, he's at the crazy, you know. But like the joke is these guys are acting like, you know, outside crazies. You know what I mean? Like we're a crazy comedy. We're the loony bin. How come everyone's in those, uh, uh, smocks, those uh, hospital gowns, but Bruce... Okay. He's got his own, yeah. So now now he's essentially gonna quit. Well, right. it isn't time for him to quit yet, but he's really close. If I may, I have seen this movie. You have already spoiled the movie, but allow me to spoil this movie. He So he fails, right? And now he's completely burnt and bitter and he's not even gonna try again. He doesn't want to go to the club. He doesn't want to talk to the comedians. He doesn't even want to live in the same house as the waitress. And then right. the biggest night of comedy is is New Year's Eve, right? That's right. like everybody in America decides or Canada decides to go out and and drink and not talk to their spouses because they're watching a show, or they just want <laughs> they want to go out and drink, or they just want to get out of the house, or the, they want to watch stand up comedy on TV. It's the biggest night of tell of yeah. stand up comedy is New Year's Eve. But he won't go. In fact, he fucking bails on his girlfriend on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and, and moves out, which and know, he gets and Mitzi Shore. I mean, uh, Eileen Calls. Brennan, yeah. yeah, offers him a great spot on New Year's, and he turns it down. Right, which is such a no-no. You, no matter how you're feeling, you always say yes. Yeah, exactly. unless you really, unless you're really gonna fuck it up. You if know, you have COVID. If you're drunk, you if, don't know no, your material. If you're drunk, ooh, they have assignment. Look at that. That memory game: beep, red, green, yellow. I used to love that. Ah, and the pay. Wow, what a museum! 
Yeah, because you, you should always take a set because they're never going to offer again if you say no the first time. That's right. They'll never offer it again. They, yeah. You, that's the memory they have. You said no. Yeah. You said no. They got a show to run. They need no. Yeah. I mean, you know it as, a, as running a show. You Sometimes you, someone does a show or there's a spot missing. You need someone ASAP. You don't need bullshit. Right. I don't need 40 questions. I don't need you saying I can't do it, but I'll love another set and then follow up. That's not the reason why I'm calling you in this 11th hour. Right. I need someone. Can you deliver? If you deliver, I'll get you another set. But right. if you don't deliver and then you keep pestering me for a set because the last time <laughs> I asked, it's gone. I, I don't have time because I have 500 people pestering me anyway. Look at Back in the day. I'll it's, never understand comedians. Clay. Right. Look, there's Mr. Shore. I guess he maybe is a kind of Mr. Shore if he's. You don't think they're married? Oh, she's she's fucking people uh, comics, but you know they could be married. In the beginning, the juggler explained that he was the club owner and she was the manager. Oh. So I think what he does is cowardly. I think it's like it goes against everything you learn in comedy, which is that you will never stop, and you can't stop. You know, you have to take any kind of failure, just thick skin, right? You got to let it off your tail. It because does, you're, now, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense what he's doing. And he's not just making a mistake because he's a young comedian. It's also the author. It's the self-hatred. It's, no, but comics, you know, I mean, I relate to what he's doing. He he's, self-sabot- he's self-sabotaging everything to the point where he negates himself and everything he's he achieved the year that he moved out here. You know, it's New Year's Eve. It had the year okay. is about to end, and he bails. Like he doesn't even last a year. He self destructs, and it's wrong. And I, I feel like, you know, someone told me something. Carla said you have to think you're funny, because if you don't think you're funny, then nobody in the room thinks you're funny. Of course. Of so course. even if you're not funny, you still have to think you're funny because that way you don't side with the audience when they turn on you, right? That's and, one of the only things I learned from the Steve Martin uh, masterclass I paid $96 for. Uh-huh. You got to pretend you're killing when you're up there. If you do a joke that doesn't work, move on. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So he doesn't do that because, and then, uh, I mean, that's the thing. So he should, he should show up. Like, comics would love to say, oh, what happened to that pilot you were yelling about at the parking lot? How did that turn out? Right, uh, he's going to eat a lot of shit, but you do eat a lot of shit because it's a salt fire ship, and it's things are raw and rocky, and you're vulnerable on stage. And you know, I don't know, I haven't performed, Carl, fucking in a while. Stand up? Well, yeah, you haven't personally performed. I used to produce COVID. Yeah, COVID is exactly right. You know, New Year's Eve shows, I I produced my own because no one was hot booking me, and I said, fuck uh-huh. it, I want to perform. And I would get do shows, and you know, they were fun. There were great shows, and I had some really good comics up there, and I was able to pay them, so it was fun, you know. And we had an audience for it. I had uh, the chance to do New Year's Eve at Scotty's. I even said yes, and uh-huh. then Sandy, my wife, was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> we've right. been together every New Year's for twenty six years, and you're you know, cancel that, you know." So I had Fair to enough. call him. Yeah. So he just broke up with her. Well. He, he came and said, I'm going home. I've left you a note. And I left goes, you a note. What? Yeah, it's essentially a breakup, even though he's not saying breakup. No, but... it's actually his set list he left by mistake. He, he, <laughs> took, he goes on the honky-tonk and performs his breakup. Right. Uh, he, yeah. He pulls out his set list, and he goes, Dear John. Wait a Dear minute. Dear Young and the Restless. <laughs> yeah. So she's mad. 
She is mad, and legitimately so. You're a fair-weather comedian. You only come out when it's nice. That's true. That's a, that's a real thing. You know, there's no shame in comedy. You, ha you have to eat shit. You know, it, it's funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, even if it's on you. Steph C goes, you listen, I'm a waitress, and I've seen better. I work here as, uh, and the staff, and uh, I've seen better comics than you. Oh no, she's he's the greatest girlfriend. She does not insult him or hurt his feelings at all, except to call him a chicken, you know, which is the honest truth of what's going on. So oh. now begins the long trek down Route 80. Symmetry, because we started off with him driving towards Los Angeles. Right. New Year's Eve, he's done. He doesn't even last a year. So he stops off at a honky tonk. He has a good set and he says, All right, I'll go back. I, I it doesn't not strong as an author and this guy was a hell of a writer uh right. this ron clark well, of course I this mean, is kind of early in his career yeah i i think this movie has a lot of meat on its bones i mean no, it's, it's not he started in the 60s and this is 20 years into his career and he's writing this crap but he's he's letting demons out he's he's letting the frustrations of the comedy scene out a comedian he was a writer uh, he was never a comedian. Now, he did write for a lot of... Um, okay, let so me... So, is this honky-tonk comedian right now? This is just some local bar. Yeah, some honky-tonk. Uh, let's see. Jackie Gleason, Danny Kay, Steve Allen. These are all, you know, Smothered Brothers, Pat Paulson. These are all comedians. Yeah. So, I don't think Ron Clark was ever a comedian, Just but he was around him. Right. So, he knows, but he probably had friends that... Had got one yeah. instant you know he probably seen the instant success and the, the quick burnout quick and maybe crashes. he was a stand-up and the internet just didn't tell me yeah man you were great hey i'm a comedian too do you know is there how can i is there a list can i get up do you know uh, of any other rooms i have a hundred million other questions that only happened to me once i was in jersey city i was at this show just seeing a friend her name's stacy kendro she's from boston she's a feature and um I just went up to the guy and I said, look, I'm a comedian. Uh, seems like everyone's still warm and you're about to end. Uh, can I? <laughs> All right. And so I did. I went up and I did a, the set I had in my wallet, like I was saying. Yeah. Now, they had a grand piano there. So I, I said your joke about tickling the ivories and how sometimes the elephants sneeze. And it got a big laugh. So I said, okay, I'll tickle the ivories. So I sat down and I played Imagine by John Lennon, and I did Imagine There's No Yoko. Oh, it really went well. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to hear. Say, so it's not only in the movies, Carl. Even, you know, it happened to you. It wasn't Bernie's Bar and Cafe. Right. So he's leaving Bernie's, and the guy's like, you were genuinely funny, and everybody loved you. And that was all it took. That's strong enough. He gets on the phone with One girlfriend set. at 3 in the morning. Yeah. And says, I'm coming home. Hey, I just did a set and I killed. I, I can't go to sleep. I I'm going to go back to Los Angeles and, and pursue my dream. Now, what's going to run off again? all takes place. It's still New Year's Eve. It doesn't so, what, she's asleep at 1030? No, look at the clock. It's like 4 in the morning. Yes, right. It's, but it's New, New Year's, Year's Day. Day. So, this is all happening, this 180. 
now she's happy because she's the perfect girlfriend. He doesn't go, how dare you put me through a breakup? And then you're, you bipolar motherfucker. No. He, he showed up to his work. As he showed up to her work on New Year's Eve, the busiest night. We just said it was the biggest <laughs> night in comedy. That's right. Hey, I, I left. I left you a note. I'm going. I, I can't hack. Yeah. This is kind of a comic thing to do. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. deal. I, I'm done. Now he's back. Is he listening to George Carlin again? No. Kelly Carlin? He's just, yeah, we're hearing, we're hearing inspirational music and you can do it. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, I love the theme song. Go ahead. Let's put see. it up. Put it up. I be a big grind. Every on my mind. LA on my way. <laughs> I love this. I know what to do. It's so bad. And it's also so 83. That's it. He goes back. The movie's over. That's no New Year's Day. There's Peter, the late Peter Ackle. A lot of people passed away. Yeah, a lot of did. Not Howie, though. It's really funny, his baby voice. Yeah, oh, it's Bobby's World. Jack oh, Blum. yeah? Did that go on to be Bobby's World? Yeah, he did a... I didn't look up Jack Blum. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. Look at my... Yeah, he was pretty he good. Put on those girls who voluntarily hopped up on the stage and were happy about it. Yeah, you know what? I mean, what about the female performers? Do they, would they feel comfortable being in a place that allows that? Like some, some comics... Allows don't... girls? To, they were uh, females who got on the stage and said, I'm into they, they were audience members who came to see a show. They shouldn't be up there showing their tits. Okay. Hey, we never seen Brian Nussick on stage. That must be cut material. <laughs> yeah, there's Steve Allen, and his Walkman doesn't get a credit. His Walkman did not get a credit, and I was very, I thought that wasn't. That wasn't fair. Jesus Christ, Carl. What do yeah. you think of this movie? While the music still plays, don't get me I wrong. Yes, I have to say that I enjoyed it because it was stand-up comedians. I guess I have to say I enjoyed it. But it irked me that it's just like he rolls into town. He's got a girlfriend and a place to stay. All the comedians are his friends. He gets, uh, you know, becomes a regular comedian with hardly any material, and he's going to do a pilot. It's all like, a uh, fake. That's not the way life works. But it's a movie. I get it. You have to accelerate. Well, it's a parody, Carl. I think this movie is good, uh, and that it, it – it, the problem is, is that it, the whole story about the Los Angeles comedy scene in the 70s and 80s uh, you know, this was 83, so it was still kind of new and had that car, fresh car smell. It wasn't stale and repurposed and regurgitated and reused, but it was their version of it. So I caught a little inside history in there. And uh, I don't know, it was like a cautionary tale, this guy, you know, of Hollywood, of this guy. Like they just take young faces and put them in uh, stuff that they can't deal with and then they Here's get the crushed. recorded material. Yeah, there we go. So. Oh, he listened to a uh, 2,000-year-old man? Yep, Comedy is not right. pretty. Don't, dating Joan of Arc was the routine. Oh, that's, yeah. Well, we should give a shout-out to, to P uh, Patrick Carlin, uh, George Carlin's younger brother, who used to be part of the show before us here on Media The Edge Radio. of Insanity. Yeah, Edge of Insanity, Paul Brumbaugh. Yeah, Re the recently married. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
yeah, fans of Paul Brumbaugh and Mrs. Christine. Uh, you know, the yeah. Paul Brumbaugh. Great material. Right. Great picking up his kid from jail. Funny comedian, Paul Brumbaugh. Right. Not in this movie, however. So uh, one comedian didn't make the cut, but yeah, we love Paul. All right, then, rated our movie. Wow. Mm. Mm. Well, Carl, uh, yeah, that was it. We are done with that yeah. at all. We never have to go back yeah. to the funny farm. Uh, we are free of that. Next week, we are going to maybe, I don't know, we well, we, we have I a film. Know, like, uh, I don't announce that film. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's put it this way. <laughs> the purpose of our show is to – some movies are so bad, you just can't watch them on your own. You need yeah. someone in the room. You need somebody yeah. to be part. And we always feel like because you have to listen to our podcast and watch the movie at the same time to fully experience uh, what we're doing, that we're part, that led us. We are, as a group, us, the podcast, and you, the listener, we are watching a movie together. Because some movies, you just can't make it to the end because they're so fucking bad. <laughs> and that's the scenario we have with the film, that it's in the pipeline, and we can't... The thing is, I will, in my research, be watching it alone, maybe four times. Let's talk off air. All right, we'll talk off air, because I watched the movie. Until a point where I had, my eyes were removed by my hands and I could no longer watch the movie. So I think I agree with you. Well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, how about that for excitement here on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube every Sunday on mutinyradio.fm where you can contribute to the station. Please go to yeah. mutinyradio.fm, hit their Patreon link, or go to Venmo and send them a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. We'd love to keep this going. Uh, we, as we have been for for years, this is part of the Mission District community. We have live shows on Monday and Friday. Uh, and if you don't want to go in person to see them, you can listen to them on Muni Radio as a podcast or streaming live. Exactly. Go to muniradio.fm. More information about our iTunes link. More information about all the shows, including what's really happening that just played before us at noon here on Sunday. Luke. So, Carl, yeah, Luke Sayer, Luke. Uh, Carl, I just called you Luke. Uh, it's me, Mark. Luke, do you uh, anything uh, you'd like to promote? Anything coming up? I guess no. Just go to carlsucks.com, yeah. and uh, you'll see all my upcoming dates, which pretty much means I'll be at Scotty's this weekend. And if there's anything else I do, list it there. So please Sounds good. enjoy. Yeah, and we have a lot of great more show coming on, so uh, make sure you uh, now that February is done. Uh, join us next week in March as we maybe show a film we can't watch. My birthday's tomorrow, February 28th. You Happy guys birthday. Oh, but you. it's Monday. Huh, birthday on a Monday. How yeah. ironic. Yeah. See you guys at the party. All right. See you at the party, Carl. Uh, happy 40... 56. 56. All right. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, I'm a couple years behind you, so keep blazing <laughs> the path for me, brother. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Michael Siegelman. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Yeah. 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 Yeah
serving up the change with cocaine in my microwave. Made it through my whole month with my lights out. I seen brighter day. Once this shit get me high, boy, you living, you die by the sky. Homeboy just caught HIV, he living, he die by the soul. Have we ever hit the same bitch before? Ain't nobody know. Have we ever hit the same bitch before? with nobody business. Niggas be fucking these hoes and say fuck insurance and doctor visits. You got control to start again do it right. Look to the sky and you will feel how to live a life that's real. Truth and perfect harmony when the spirit is. Yeah, yeah. Crying pays, nigga, crying pays. Chopping up this change with cocaine in my microphone. Diamonds in my chain, yeah, I slain, but I'm still a slave. Twisted in the system, just a number listed on the page. Made it through my whole month with my lights out, I seen brighter days. What's this shit get me high, boy, you living, you die by this game. Bitch, don't touch my body, cause I put your body all off in the body slain. You ain't gonna hurt nobody, go body for body, boy, we the body gang. The whole that you brought up to Cali, boy, she only fuckin' with you, cause you fuckin' with Kane. Thought she was losing her credit with niggas like you, that just ain't got enough on their name. Thought I would front you another one, niggas like you, that just ain't got enough on the books. Talking that shit in the Google when niggas come shoot at you, you can do nothing but look. My niggas done bust a four nickel on your nigga busting that he on the shit bag. His homie done borrowed the car and he got it shot up. Never know that this bitch mad. You steadily calling my phone and you huffing and puffing cause they had your bitch ducking. And rocking and winning about Jeezy a pair of new shoes. That nigga was dick sucking. Got that dick sucking ass
bitches. And I'm from no mitten, they know I'm not coldest. When I see her, I'ma whip her like she stole some. Running off with my shit like you ain't stole none. Who won't smoke? Let me know some. You know we get it poppin', I'll blow some. They tryna trap us cause they know we bought that action. Fuck all of this rapping, you ain't seen the clothes They show me love when I pop out. Yeah. See all my kids when I pop out. Counted up my first meal, yeah, gave me chills. How many deals I didn't got you, nigga, let's be for real. How many careers I didn't started just off my appearance. Bitch, I said trends, I ain't trying to hear. You be lying what you rap about. I really be with gangsters who don't play around. He got killed, okay, I'm starting off my day now. He got, You got some power, we'll go ghost hunting. Born and be listening to all this. If you ain't gon' shoot it, then don't talk. They show me love when I pop out. Yeah. See all my kids when I pop out. Oh my. Oh my. What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in the final hour here on Mini Radio. My name is Archivist. Thank you for joining us tonight. You can donate to Mini Radio on our website, miniradio.fm. Click on the donate link or send us some love on Venmo. Our Venmo tag is at Mutiny Radio. We thank all the love and support from all you listeners out there. Thank you guys for keeping us on the air playing you what we love we started things off with a little Freddie Gibbs and Madlib and the last track, track right there was some brand new Dej Loaf pop out produced by the Bay Area's only DJ Fresh really dope track right there and I got some more new music for y'all tonight I'm also gonna play some shoegaze shit that I'm listening to but uh hope everybody's doing good out there having a good week this upcoming Tuesday is election day so be sure to vote out there especially if you're a registered voter in the city of San Francisco there's a lot of things going on I'm gonna just give you a couple quick of my personal endorsements this is picks from the archivist uh for district attorney i highly recommend john hamasaki he was on the 
that's a police commission and I think he's going to be a progressive voice for the people in that position and we need to get the criminal Brooke Jenkins appointed by Lennon Breed out of office so vote him John Hamasaki district attorney and then just quickly on propositions definitely vote no on Prop J to close JFK Drive uh, and no on Prop I keep that closed let's keep the bikes and pedestrians out there and then especially Prop M the empty homes tax let's tax that everyone should have a home in this city and we should be able to build more affordable housing as well so vote yes prop in that's just a little rundown for me right there to give y'all some encouragement this coming tuesday back right now we got tall black guy and Jose Moore and Malaya off their album of Process and Progression. And Tall Black Guy has been one of my favorite producers the last few years. His drums are just really crazy. This track called Vibrate. Go check out his stuff. Right after this, we're going to hear brand new music from one and only Wizkid. He's got a new album coming out this Friday, More Love, Less Ego. Hot off releasing one of the biggest albums ever, Made in Lagos, which just came out like roughly two years ago. Incredible album overall. and had one of the biggest songs in the world, Essence, and he's back with new music. And he dropped this early single, Bad To Me. And I think it's going to be another special album from Nigeria's own Wizkid. Keep locked here on the final hour. Mini Radio. Yes.
Black clothes, cash flow, and Tracy L's to spark. It's crowded, plus they jerk in my space, shout it cause they chase. When I strut out, sift through my block, I'm cook. Ooh, shift my mood to break, stole my mind back black. So what you play the board skimmer? We got butter, so surface is out. Clever, and I fix it for you. Funk time is moat time, slackers at the back. Blackers fit my pack, and we for whatever. We get down in this pleasure heavy, and we are measured by the 10 degrees of math. In a puzzle and locked, clocked in struggle. Can't keep it three foot, three above Mac. And in so depth, I defect with, with my, my Vanguard, Vanguard squad, the guards in Brooklyn. And we trooping through the Fulton Fulkways, the Eastern Parkways. I'm broader than Broadway, nothing more than more rays. I sway. Why? Cause I'm a Brooklyn stroller. No one's cooler. Pigs on my boulder so i switch my pitch as i stretch down atlantic strictly slickly with my foot me tactic in fact it's really on the daily kids with guns and herbs look for herbs now i think you feel me i'm freezing because you like my pimp shoulders cool when i creep sucker sweep and jeep blast tools move the area yo these fools don't play i got the comrades in love so the g stays brooklyn side with the crooklyn slide we live in brooklyn Offer from a corrupt ass copper, so I'm um, stop the nonsense. Brooklyn is the illest, the realest. Observe these words as I reveal this. Man, my people's out here, they get down for this. Each one's a one man gang with a crown for this. Mad burners to handle any business, and mad sneaky ways, so ain't leaving any witness. Got way more drama than theatrical lessons, so my suggestion, you come correct, no question. Cause if you coming with that funny hot dog style, you might get looted, executed, black mob style. From East New York back to Fort Greene. Brooklyn's classic mystical magic scene. See, see, I plush like a million bucks. Down every app for like a zillion blocks. Blowing out with my nappy hood down Fulton. Blessing guest out limping past the wall with me. Steelos changed on the corners. We hang the crime stoppers. Get met with poppers and tens. And my scrambles ample kid. No part time and just rhyming. In other words, I play these curves with J.U. Ice. When they say you say nice, you I say son a little something. Brooklyn's asphalt rolls like us and keep rodeo. We bump the big, big sand. Down and gritty. Reckoning my checking. No question. This section of New York City where the crooks lounge out. Black power is found. Butterfly ground. The sky favorite pack is a pound. It's like did that. The beast know we be strapping them out. Mad money's rich. They G like us. Clout, clout. When I'm in the boogie, I'm imported. I study chairman math. Nothing but Brooklyn in my plasma now. I got my jeans behind the tongue of my gold night classics. I'm all city when I'm dipped. If you want us, you can find us. Oh, shit. We live in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Coney Island's Buck Wildin' and we root boy styling. We live in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah, on the spot we hustle cause it's like it at. We live in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Mad game taking wins cause shit is real, son. We live in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. With my girls, Amaris and Ayala on Cambridge. Brooklyn, baby. 
Rest in peace to the legend Tame One of the Artifacts. Sad loss for hip hop. Rest in forever. Artifacts forever. Tip. Never 
bass for your face, highs for your eyes, don't blink, black ink is a rhyme, all rise, rule boys, keep that thing at your side, be all ride, motherfuckers, Philly, we up in here, we all live, I'm puffing this Cohiba mommy cooling her heels, all she ever seen me do is play it cool for real, she be pushing pop, vessel in her shoes is ill, but her hand keeps slipping on the wood grain wheel, but it's cool, we never slipping when it's moves to make, especially when what we talking ain't your usual case, I pump bass for y'all bathing apes to get charged, nah, I'm not a dealer, I'm a poet at large, we in the wind with the roof back, letting the breeze hit us, the bathroom warm with sweatpants and slippers, coming to pay a visit to whoever on a hit list, some of y'all been trying for years, you never get this fool, check it out, stay cool baby, stay cool huh, come on, check, Yo, I'm doing my job, go up against enormous odds Wouldn't break a sweat, money make a bet Funny son, you a threat, well I ain't shaking yet 24-7 chilling, tougher than penicillin From the block where the crooked cops killing like a villain Children in the hood getting rocked Body buildings and brothers cross the ball Getting knocked by the millions distressed Got me igniting the potent marijuana leaf Trying to play it cooler than the polar bear colony You feel the music, know I'm over there probably Pimping on the same system that forever shorted me I got the soul of a young Sam Cook when I spit, it make you wanna make a new dance up. It's all to the good, shorty going do that stuff. It's not another sound system, rockin' steady is up, and it's cool. Yeah, stay cool, huh? Check it out, it's just They never ride past me, they really coming at me, right? They wanna know where the drugs, guns, and cash be Probably wanna get me to run so they can blast me Just blast me in your box, play my shit I know it's crowded at the top, cause I'm on the tip And that's as high up at the top as a brother could get And how I do it make a lot of motherfuckers upset But it's fine, re-jizzle and I'm back for mine In case y'all getting tired of the same old shine And I'm calm, calculated and perfectly aligned The way I'm operating, what is it, surgery or rhyme? It's not a thing when I lower the gradient lens frames I'm cooler than Clyde Stubblefield Drummer for James Hip hoppers out of Hustleville Coming for chain I exercise till a muscle feel Breaking the chains and I'm cool Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs And get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Home, Patrick, go. Namaste. 
every Monday at 6 p.m. It's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. The best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy? Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard deviant brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're coming to laugh. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Then Mo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. And the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior. In who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. 
Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Back in public schools. <laughs> in a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy. Laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand up comedy and those that, that? go to who is that live.com for upcoming shows?
crying. LSD, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, fapping and acid, acid. Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping. What's going on, I said. You're having a nightmare, Carrie said, and put her hands. Just a dream. Francine then took my hand. We've been talking about you. We were really worried. You have to know we haven't forgotten about you. When you helped me get away from Ron, I'll never forget that. You were so brave, Carrie said, and then began crying. Francine went to her and put her arms around her. Oh, when you helped me get through college, all that money you gave me, Francine said. And then, well, she began crying too. Oh, J.D., we're going to get you back on your feet if it's the last thing we do. Well, where is everyone, I asked him. Well, Todd and Mom took the kids to the mall to get a few things for tomorrow. Plus, we wanted to have a talk with you. Are you ready for a talk? We're going to make you the best breakfast you probably had in years, my one sister said. Why don't you take a shower and shave and we'll wash your clothes while you're in the bathroom, my other sister said. Well, all right, I said, and got up, and then I went into the toilet. I undressed, put a towel around me, and brought my clothes out to where my sisters still sat crying together. Let me take those, Francine said. Oh, my God, J.D., you look like you're wasting away. Do you have an eating problem, Carrie said. When I was in college, I used to make myself throw up, Francine admitted. And it was horrible. And you know Mary Rollins. She lost her hair, and they had to pull out all her teeth because of it. You're not like that, are you? Tell us you're not. Oh, I usually eat like a horse, I said, and tried to smile. Do you promise, Carrie asked. I promise, I said. And I went back in and took a shower and shaved. I sat at the kitchen table in my mother's robe. There was a plate of French toast plate of ham and a bowl of fruit. Francine poured me a cup of coffee. Your clothes are barely hanging on by a thread, she said. Well, like the bum I am, I left my bag in the car that dropped me off at the airport. You're not a bum. Don't say that, Carrie said. So I looked at her, and she looked at me, and then I put a piece of French toast on my plate, a single slice of ham, and a spoonful of fruit. I forced myself to put butter on the French toast and even a thin line of maple syrup. I could barely get it down, but both of them were staring at me, looking at me that way with those eyes. So I cleared the plate, but even so, the look was still there. And so I did the exact same thing. A piece of French toast, a slice of ham, and a scoop of fruit. When I was finally finished, I thought my gut would explode. But they both smiled at me. They both seem happy. Here, hon, Carrie said, and set in front of me a thousand dollars. There's five hundred from me and five hundred from Francie. I can't take this, I said. You're gonna take it, and we won't tell a soul. I won't even tell Todd, and we definitely won't tell Mom. Please take it. You need a fresh break. Maybe this thousand will help you get it, Francine said. Well, I felt my stomach beginning to pain from the breakfast. Are you sure? Francine said. Well, I felt my stomach beginning to pain from the breakfast. 
Are you sure, I said. We're sure. Just please don't gamble it. That's all we ask, Carrie said. That's all we ask, Francine added. So I took the money. I shouldn't have. I knew I shouldn't have. But I did. And then when my clothes came out, I got dressed, put 900 in my wallet, and the last 100 in the pocket of my coat, and kept it there for emergencies. An hour later, they dropped me off at the mall. An hour later, they dropped me off at the mall. An hour later, they dropped me off at the mall. I acted like I was going in, and then they drove off. And I walked across the street to a bar, and I sat on the can there for 20 minutes, and then I forced myself to flip. <laughs> 